Welcome to the Ultimate Irish Playlist, the podcast. I'm Tracy Clifford and we are searching for the nation's ultimate song, Ireland's favourite song, in other words. So, where did we start? Well, we asked 2FM DJs to put together the shortlist of just 60 songs for you to pick from, which wasn't an easy choice, let me tell you. And some of those DJs are with me now to talk about the songs they loved and maybe the songs that they didn't like so much on the list. Welcome, 2FM Breakfast Crew, Donica, Carl and Darren. Hello. And along with Dave Fanning and Cormac Battle. Guys, yeah, thank you so much for getting yeah, that, that together. Like there's two teams there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like Who's going to win? <laughs> We're going to be chatting about all of our favourite songs. There's a list of 60 there. Carl, I'm going to start off with you. I just have a feeling, right, just knowing you and knowing your traditional songs that you play here in 2FM, you're definitely going to go at Riverdance, aren't you? Yes, you're actually right. <laughs> Riverdance you know is absolutely... Well. It is absolutely... Okay, let me start with Riverdance then. Yeah. I just think Riverdance for me, it's things that are instantly recognisable. I think that is one of the, the factors that makes a really, really great song. And not only is that instantly recognisable, it's cross-generational. Like, I have had some of the best nights of my life have finished listening to Riverdance and everyone gone absolutely insane. Doing it. the Irish dancing and everything. But then also as well, like, what it did for Ireland, like, you know, in 94, Riverdance single-handedly killed off rock and roll kids, which was one <laughs> of our best ever Eurovision songs because that was the song that was at the, the, the interval of the Eurovision. And it created this global phenomenon so I think even that is a mark of success I always remember you playing it um, I think it was the weekend that Leo closed down the country yep. for um, in March 2020 at the start of the pandemic and yourself and Afric played it on a Saturday morning like and it was like I could hear the two of you getting emotional on air it was, well, why did that song mean so much to you at that moment but, well what was very f strange about that was you, the country had gone into lockdown on the Friday and everyone woke up on the Saturday morning and it was you kind of forget after what we went through it was a very very unnerving time and everyone was a bit scared about what was to come and we said well, we're throwing the show like out and it's just like requests but everyone was asking for Riverdance and we finished the song on it and we had people texting us saying I've had to pull the car over because I'm in tears yeah. I, and it was it was the most incredible reaction because <laughs> that's the song or is that the pandemic <laughs> I wonder oh, which one it was I can, I can see them pulling in it was I'm just it was just this moment like no lads we're going to band together we're going to do this yeah. we're going to do this right. like, and there's just something about <laughs> Riverdance we know there was absolutely nothing yeah. we could do no, in fairness yeah Riverdance didn't really help us <laughs> But it, 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 too far in. it captures something about Irishness and, you know, just what it is to be us. And that's why I think it absolutely deserves 59 to go. What do you think? I think, Carl, I think I, I agree with you on this and with Riverdance. Yeah. There's songs like that that are like, you know, evoke a feeling. For me, I've talked about before is Put Them Under Pressure mm. and Riverdance. I'm with Carl to stick this in the list. Yeah, Everybody, think, any, no, anybody going to be a naysayer here? No, or? I'm not going to be a naysayer, but I think it's, uh, you, I think you're right. Like, it was a number one for 15 weeks when it came out. And, but there is no vocal on it, which is kind of, there is no song. It's a piece of music that evokes Ireland and mystic mysticism and all that kind of stuff. And it's very, it, I'd agree that it, sh it certainly should be on the list, but I don't think it could be the top. I don't think it's it going to be number one. I don't think it, it just needs, vo it needs to be a song with vocals and it has to, it needs to say something literally. But well, I, let's I, I agree with you Let's stick it in our list way. though and leave it up to the 2FM listener that you have it there. It's going to be on the list of 60 for you guys to vote. Anything else, Carl? Another track from you before I go on to everybody else? I'm going to go pretty obvious on this one, but you I too. talked about, yeah, you too. <laughs> Where the streets have no name. In, instantly recognisable music again. Like you don't even have to get to the opening guitar riff on that. Like as soon as you hear the synth, 
you know that it's where the streets have no name. And even as well, nowadays, like, it's so unusual. I think it's it's about a minute and a half before we even hear Bono's voice on that song. Like, performed live, that's right. one of those ones that can oh really God, do something. Oh, God, the rousing intro apps. Look, come here. I actually think where the streets have, have no name, when you think of the video, and when you think where Ireland was at that time, uh, 1987, deep in recession in the 80s, a band, like, from the north side of Dublin, up on a roof, causing, like, a ruckus and everything like that in, in L.A. Looks fantastic. Mm. I, I think that I, I I agree with you, Carl. I'm gonna yeah, I think we should stick that one in. Definitely. Uh thank you. Let's go to Dunica. Dunica, I bet you have a cork band in there. Well, yes, I certainly do. <laughs> Just purely to represent uh Sir Frank and Walters, but after all, and uh one, it's cause it's basically like an anthem for Cork. You could go anywhere in Cork and once it comes on, everyone can absolutely join in and take it away from there. But two, because they were my neighbours and they got to look up for your neighbours. So we used to grow up in the same park. So you'd know the, the key things and you'd know um, all, all the lads and you'd be used to hanging around with them. Brilliant playing soccer and just pure sound, which <laughs> always matters. <laughs> okay, so it's called Ireland's Ultimate Playlist, not no, Cork's no, Ultimate Playlist. Exactly. There's always, there's always, yeah, there's got to be a subsection always for being <laughs> sound. <laughs> and the Franco Malters have got it for being It's not Ireland's on. Ultimate Let's Look After Our Friends yeah, list. Yeah, yeah, neighbours more so. Sorry, neighbours, yeah. Scrap away Cormac, so that was all right too. <laughs> is this the biggest Cork anthem? Obviously, myself not being from Cork, Sultans of Ping, Where's Me Jumper, Frank and Walters, after all, like other Cork bands that I'm trying to think of right now, but can't really do it. But like True Tides. True. Yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Is this the biggest Cork anthem for you? I think it is, and I think it was knighted that by being involved in the Young Offenders. I think that was okay. the point where it kind of said, and that that's, the moment on the bus. The moment on the bus is every bus around Cork at some <laughs> point. And I think uh, it, it's important, but also it, it, it's, a, it's a brilliant tune and I think people kind of get a lift when they hear it. No one else here from this table is from Cork, so how do we feel about the Frank and Walters after all being on the top 60, guys? Oh, yeah, why not? Yeah? Yeah. That's I it? I think so as well. Absolutely. I think they're, they're, they're a band as well if you meet them. They're, 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 you know them, Donica. They seem to have a severe lack of uh, ambition and just the fact <laughs> that they ever ended up on top of the pops surprised them. As yeah, more yeah. than anybody else, I'd say, because you look up there. And they last, and who well, the hell? Suede and Radiohead. Yeah, there you go. Hey. Well, the facts, as yeah, always, cool. love yeah. it. Absolutely, Donica. Okay, so we're going to stick that in. Very Frank good. and Walters. After all, that's in for you. Uh, nobody debating with you about that at all. Tell me, you've got another track or yeah, song that I, or band you want to put in? A, a bit like what Card was saying. I don't know the reasoning for it, but something happens when this song, uh, song comes on that. Uh, my kind of South Sea Islander teammates w would describe it. Uh, they call uh, there's a thing called mana. It's where like tradition and history comes up from the ground, and it it adds to an atmosphere. And I think that's the case for Zombie by the Cranberries. Really? I've been lucky enough to be in Toman Park when it's played out in Limerick, and it's Tracy. It's incredible, and I think uh, growing up and listening to it, it was the first time where we would have heard Dolores singing in our voice, singing with a Limerick accent, and we weren't used to that. You know, that kind of way we were there, whoa, this is purely of us. And it's hard to describe that sometimes, that emotion that you get from being Irish. But I, I certainly feel a bit like Carl, something special happens when certain tunes go on and, and the cranberry zombie for me is certainly one. There has been a resurgence of popularity with Zombie as well, especially after Limerick were in the hurling final a couple yeah. of years back. Like, I think it's the last song played in clubs in Limerick all the time now. So is it a Limerick anthem or is it a world or like an Irish anthem? Yeah, it, it certainly, 
deserves to be recognised for being a Limerick anthem. But like I've been, a, if you were at the Munster Toulouse game in the Aviva Stadium, there's this horrible part where no one knows what's going to happen in the game. And there's a disconnect between the players on the pitch probably for a little bit of time as it goes into extra time. And then they put on Zombie by the Cranberries and it just absolutely galvanises everyone together again. Love and that. I think that's that's the beauty of music. I wouldn't have the expertise to everyone else in the room, but I know there's ones that can stir your emotions and get you to feel really, really proud. I agree with Zombie, I do. But obviously I love Linger and I love Dream. Yes. Is it the right Cranberry song? No, no. <laughs> it, I don't think I, so. I, I do, actually. Linger and Dreams are better. So Donica, we're sticking in Zombie. Uh, I'm on board. Great. Darren's on board. Yeah. Carl's on board. Yeah. Two lads here aren't on board. That's why we're coming to the well, two lads. Not, no, it's not, it's not, I'm going on board. If that's just, the one you want to pick from the Cranberries, fine by me. I just prefer Linger. Cormac, tell <laughs> yeah. us about your song. What songs do you actually definitely want to see on the list, well, please? I know it's kind of... Um, it's 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 not it's a seasonal song. I'm yeah. talking about the Pogues fairy tale in New York. I just think, if for me this everybody's interpretation, uh, Dave's and uh, the lads from Breakfast uh, of what should be on a playlist or not is very subjective. But I think a song has to have a story. It has to have a soul. It has to make you happy. It has to make you sad. It has to make you think. And I think the Pogues fairy tale in New York brings drags you through many different worlds. And I think there's nobody in this country who can't fail to be completely moved by that song when it comes on, even when they've heard it for the nine millionth time, if it's on rotation, every hour, every time it comes on, you still go, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. This song is still amazing, even though I keep hearing it. Or is it just evoking memories of Christmas and childhood No, memories? I don't think it's about Christmas. I think it's unfortunate that, that it's, um, it's just a Christmas song that we can never hear you know, during the year. But I think it's without, without this song, Christmas would be you know would really suffer mm. so I th um, I think it is the best song on the whole list and I think it should win the whole competition um, and it should be the number one on the playlist but um, I don't think that's going to happen because it's a Christmas song nevertheless it is the best one there I think the listener will really vote for this I really think that 2FM listener will completely it won't go, go to number this. one though be just because it's a Christmas song that's just the way it's going to be Yeah, but it's all about the stories have you anything else to add in? Fontaine's DC. I like, I'm into that kind of music. I like punk rock. I like guitars. I like things loud. I like that. That's what I'm into. And you'd be kind of wary about putting something in that's very new because you might in a few years time go, ah, do you know what? It, it didn't stand the test of time. And I think these songs, all the ones we've talked about so far are songs that have stood the test of time and will be listened to in 30 years time. Fontaine's DC, Boys in the Better Land, when I heard that, it just stood out for me. Uh, so it's probably about five years ago at this stage, five years old at this stage, I think. I don't know, maybe three years. But whatever it is, five. it's relatively new, but it was, it, it just, it's, uh, it's, it's very Irish. But it's very international as well, and I just I just feel proud when I hear that record on uh, you know on on in, in in other other countries and stuff like that because it's it's just pure punk rock. It's Are in they your big face. enough to be on the list? And, and it sounds like it doesn't give a shit as well, <laughs> which I really like. Big enough to be on the list? Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. What do we think? Big enough to be on the list, guys? Everybody, I, I'd say no from everyone here. It's maybe no, except I mean, Dave. They're now enough to be on the list yeah. as well. That's another reason. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We stick them in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, fair play. Darren, I what about you? There, put, stick that in the list. That's there. It's on the Boys list. Boys in the Land. I, what have you got for us? I'm going to go with Samantha Mumba, got to tell you. Ah. Dave's going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's the closest thing that Ireland ever came to having a Britney Spears, I think. And what really made me think of her recently was, you know the viral videos when the live action um, 
trailer for the new Ariel came out mm. and we saw videos of little girls around the world, little girls of colour watching it. And Samantha Mumba, I feel like if we had had smartphones back then, yeah. you saw Eric Cody on Dancing with the Stars, Repre- representation matters. Mm-hmm. And I think back in 2000, when she was up and coming, imagine the difference that would have made for a lot of little girls watching her. Mm-hmm. It is just one of these bangers from the year 2000. And it, I actually remember that time and the whole Millennium Babies and Samantha Mumba were kind of synonymous. It kind of made Ireland back in the day when you were a, a school girl in secondary school, Samantha Mumba doing a hip hop video yeah. and being a pop star. It kind of was like, you know, oh God, Ireland's kind of cool. She's deadly. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's actually kind of hard to do. It's very hard to do. Um, Samantha Mumba got to tell you for a pop factor. I I agree. I definitely agree. She'll Um, be there. Donica, you agree? Yeah, I do. Uh, Like Darren's saying there, (laughs) just for putting it on, feeling good and just having a bop around to it. Darren, okay. Samantha Mumba is in the bag. What else have you got? I also have Hosier Take Me to Church. Okay. And I don't mean to brag, but I'm going to be one of those people who says, um, I actually went to his gig at Electric Picnic when he was on a really small stage. (laughs) Way before he headlined. And I did because one of my friends actually went to college with him and uh, we went to, to support him when he was just uh, you know much smaller and, and I remember Andrew Hosier bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah exactly and I remember standing there being like oh my god this voice it's just phenomenal but but Take Me to Church in particular the message in the song and it, it came out at a time in Ireland where we needed it I think and also the video is just it, it blows anyone away who sees it I, I just think he deserves to be on it. For voice alone, yeah. I think he needs to be on this list. His voice is absolutely phenomenal. I'm I'm totally putting him what in does Dave the think? list. Dave? Oh, 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 yes, brilliant. Absolutely, love it. Yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do, I do. Nobody's debating the fact that Hoser should not be on that list. Dave, let's come to you. Tell us, what do you think should be definitely be on this list of 60? Well, having had a look at some of the things that have been thrown here on the table in front of me. For the listeners at home, we've got like, we've got like... I'm trying to work out what I'm trying to do here because like I just can only go for what I like yeah true so, is that so a, go for what you're like, like that's yeah. exactly what you're here okay well then why isn't uh, Sometimes by My Bloody Valentine in here because that's the best thing from 1991 the album Loveless that's one of the best do you want to put that life. in the list then absolutely but nobody else will so it's not going to make any difference okay. so what is there then what is there um, is uh, Sinead O'Connor now the funny thing about it is this is not her song. And the, one of the things I like is really kind of authenticity, if you like, or whatever. And therefore, if she didn't write it, what does that actually mean? Um, she just gives such an interpretation. It's a bit like Jeff Buckley doing Hallelujah. Hallelujah came out by Leonard Cohen in 84, and I thought the, his version was awful, even though I love him. Jeff Buckley made it just incredible. And then it was destroyed by X Factor. But it doesn't matter. It's a fantastic song, and that's it. So the same goes here. Prince wrote the song, threw it away to somebody, didn't give a damn about it, didn't give it much either. And Sinead O'Connor makes it one of the greatest love songs in the history of love songs. Absolutely. It's up there with, with, with Are You the One That I've Been Waiting For by Nick Cave, which I'm sure you all know very well. It's fantastic. <laughs> or indeed, I'll tell you, a real song, a proper song kind of thing. It's up there with uh, Someone Like You by Adele. What a love song that is. Incredible. Because that's got an edge to it too, which is a bit slightly nasty. But anyway, this one here is just so good. And she brings out every single line. Even Prince must have been amazed by it. It's a stunning piece of work. It absolutely mm-hmm. is. I agree with you 100%. With you. Does anyone know what Prince actually thought of the version when he had? When he heard it himself. Uh, well, if you read the 15 pages in her book, you realise. I think he was quite jealous. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Gosh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. it. That's for another program. Oh, you didn't see that? No. No. Oh. Well, I, 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 you know, there's a documentary out about Sinead at the moment. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. it's called Nothing Compares, and it's all about leading up to the song. The song isn't in the movie. 
I wonder why. Anyway, but it's on Ireland's ultimate playlist. What's your second song? If I go for a second one, might as well do it. I mean, it has to be really because, like, the perfect little song of being a teenager, the undertones, teenage kids. Of course, you can't get any better than that. Really, it's short, sharp shock that really gets there. You know exactly what he's singing about. Everybody's been there, and he just puts it into perfect words. And by the way, the music of the undertones around the time, first, second, and third album, they got better and better and better as they went along. The fourth album was almost Motown, but the bigger, the better they got, the less people bought their music. And it was really sad. They should have gone. Some of the greatest songwriters we've ever had in this country are the two guys from that band, and it's absolutely brilliant. I absolutely agree. I stick that in there. Isn't it also true that John Peel played it twice, like one time after another? Have you ever done that yourself? Have you ever done that yourself? No, I'll tell you what I do myself. The song I mentioned earlier on, sometimes by Miles Bloody Valentine, it is five (laughs) minutes long. Every time I played it on the radio, I played it again. Okay, so I've got the producer envelope in front of me and we have got a, a song that we don't know is going to come out of the envelope and you, we have to basically just talk about it. It's not a song that we've been talking about ourselves. We've stuck on our list from all the uh, suggestions you guys have made, which I'm loving so far. So the one that the producers have put in an envelope is A Woman's Heart. My heart is low. That's a beautiful song. Um, Should we hear yeah. Dustin's version? <laughs> Never. Oh, only a builder's arse will do. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> I'm not sure that's the version that's in this today. Yeah. But A Woman's Heart, so the version with Frances Black, Dolores Keane, Mary Black, Eleanor McAvoy, Sharon Shannon, and a whole host of other people as well. It obviously was covered with Irish Women in Harmony uh, not too long ago. But A Woman's Heart, I think this was on the radio a lot of my childhood. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Wasn't it? Well, it was hold on a, a second. Lot. Is A Woman's Heart not a bit like uh, Ole, 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 uh, Jack Jack? One and also river dance, they're kind of things, yeah. They're events, but the, the, the lyric, the, music. the tears that drip from no, my I think they represent, I think it's hair and vibes, yeah. yeah. Like all of our mothers loved that song and could relate to that song, and absolutely. so absolutely, yeah. I think, oh, yeah, it's great, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's the same as like put them under pressure or uh, no, but it's just like it's, like it's like I remember once asking somebody what their favorite <laughs> song was, and they said, uh, do, do they know it's Christmas? No, that's not a, that. That's a thing. Yeah. Does that actually think you've missed the yeah. sentiment of a woman's heart, where her heart was <laughs> oh, low, sorry, her, her heart, heart was, was so yeah. low. Yeah, but but right. actually, the fact that it has been covered so widely probably says everything you need to know about it as a, as a piece of music as well, because you know that's what it means to people. And going back to the title, hold on, Ireland's ultimate place. Ah, oh Dave. yeah, absolutely. Ah, Dave, you're being oh, a Okay, it certainly well, be on Ireland's. You've ultimate answered your playlist. own question then. If it's Ireland's ultimate playlist, absolutely. a woman's heart Definitely. is in. Yes, I, 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 it's there. Yeah. I think the, uh, the, the the sentiment and what the song is about and everything that Darren said is is great. But as a song to listen to, it doesn't do much for me. Just as a song, if I didn't, if the words weren't important or anything like that, it was just the melody and so on, all that kind of stuff. It doesn't do much for me. Uh, it's a one-off song. Like Darren, I, I grew up with that the whole time. My mom listened to it. And it feels like you listen to the whole album. And it I bet you know the words. Yeah. I bet you when, the, when it's on, you know the words, you know the choruses, you know the bridge. I think it's one of those songs that's ingrained in Irish psyche because of it massive radio play do, do that just doesn't make knowing good, the words no that's true <laughs> having something ingrained <laughs> in you doesn't make good well, that song sometimes that I keep mentioning by my bloody valentine I don't know one word even though he's singing through the whole thing I cannot tell you one word he says because it's the timbre of his voice that's like another instrument it's got nothing I don't care about the words sometimes even though it's Sinead's song that's what it's all about it's such a con- like you've got it's to about contradict the feelings yourself it 85 well, times yeah, that's, that's it it's music you can, you can contradict yourself and yeah. every, you everyone's yeah. opinion is different and nobody's matters and really. that is fantastic Guys, thank you so much, Dave, Cormac, Donica, Darren and Carl. Thank you so much.